You are listening to ESO All-Stars. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we are the uh, self-proclaimed uh, Elder Scrolls All-Stars. Uh, <laughs> we are the best, the brightest, the last hope. Now, <laughs> basically, just a bunch of uh, fan sites, uh, personalities, uh, guilds. And, uh, you know, we're here to just talk about Elder Scrolls because uh, we're really into the IP. We're really into this game. And uh, we're hoping to really jazz up the community. So without further ado, what we'll do is we'll go uh, clockwise and we'll introduce ourselves. So we'll start with you, Arvaro, and let's go. <laughs> you really have to have to, to do this, to you, man. <laughs> it is just flat out embarrassing. All right. So <laughs> I apologize, chat room, for my ugly face. Um, yeah. I, I am Arvaro. I am uh, co, uh, co-owner of the Quest Gaming Network and uh, writer for Elder Scrolls Off the Record. All right. Those dimples are winners, dude. Just saying. My mom likes them. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a sip on. Hey, guys. Uh, my name's Andrew, a.k.a. Atropos, from Tamriel Foundry. We're a fan site, fan community, into theory crafting, mechanics discussion, uh, just all-around shoot shit regarding ESO. Uh, check us out if you haven't yet. Widget. Hey everybody, I'm Joe the Widget Wilson. I am also co-owner of Quest Gaming Network, producer and lead host of Ellis Rolls Off the Record. Jesse. Hi, I'm Jesse Cox. I am an expert. (laughs) 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 I have a YouTube channel. You should go watch it to see videos of me expertly doing things that an expert would do. (laughs) Expert. (laughs) Brian. Hey everybody, I am Brian Rothelak, whatever you want to call me. I am a staff editor over at Game Skinny. Come on over and write an article and I'll probably uh, edit it for you. Josh. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Josh from the Shoddy Cast, and I'm joined here today with my brother. Give him a shout, Kyle. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, we run a YouTube channel uh, that... Yeah, has a focus on Elder Scrolls Online at the moment, and uh, we're just two guys with a mic that like to talk, so YouTube's a good place for us. Yeah. Go, Kyle. What he said, I'm the uh, better half of the shoddy cast. Not really, I'm just the uh, the, the, Uh, the researcher. uh, Stuff. I I do stuff. It's really the most uh, colorful of headsets that we have here. Thank you. Definitely. That's (laughs) a a show-off. That's a Steel Series, right? Uh, Yep. Okay, got it. So candy apple red, I want to lick it. Mm. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so long story short, I'm uh, Mark Taylor, a.k.a. Lord Hammer from uh, guildnumber.com, and I work off and on with these guys and behind the scenes usually, um, and I like gaming. I specifically like Elder Scrolls, and I'm jazzed about Elder Scrolls Online. So essentially what we're going to try to do is a uh, roundtable discussion, kind of go clockwise or clockwise for you guys. Um, and ask a couple of penetrating questions, see what the crosstalk uh, develops, and then either try to figure out if we're full of crap or not. Um, at the end of the day, it's our opinion. Um, and then we want to ask some questions from uh, the chat room to see uh, what you guys think. Uh, sound good? Ready to go? 
Sounds good. I guess I'm the first to be penetrated. Is that what this means? Yes, you're going to get pen tested. Damn it. So, Ivaro, first question, and we'll go around the room, is uh, what is it about Elder Scrolls Online that made you and Joe uh, actually take the the effort and the bother to create a website, a fan site, and track this game and proselytize the good word of Elder Scrolls? Uh, In one word, Skyrim. We... Let's see. Uh, Skyrim had just come out. It was uh, probably about two or three weeks old at that point, and uh, we had this we had this great idea. Um, why don't we Why don't we do a podcast about Skyrim? And one of the reasons that we, me personally, that I loved Skyrim, which eventually got me into all of the Elder Scrolls games, uh, was the the exploring and the freedom in which you can explore and the customizations that you can do for all of your characters. Okay. That's basically it in a nutshell. So the, but was there any hesitation? I mean, was there any barrier no. to entry? Was there any financial issues? Anything oh, no, like not, that? I mean, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people here. I don't know how, how much you want me to go into the story, but basically uh, the way the story goes is uh, Joe Something and I were doing a shower. podcast. Not What's me, that, Joe? Him. He was soaping up in the shower. That's how the story began. <laughs> That's exactly how it began. Um, I, we were doing a podcast called the the, uh, the Quest Show, which was a general gaming podcast, and we were covering Skyrim uh, when it first came out. And um, I sort of uh, I was at that time I had worked I was working a midnight shift, and uh, I jumped in the shower, um, and I was thinking in the shower while uh, while Joe said I was you know soaping up. <laughs> And uh, I had this idea of, gee, you know, wouldn't it be a great idea to do a, a Skyrim podcast? So I called Joe immediately, uh, got out of the shower first, of course. <laughs> and Thank God. Uh, I told him, hey, what about a Skyrim uh, podcast? And uh, I told him all the different stuff that might be in it. You know, maybe a lore section uh, where we feature something about the lore. Uh, maybe some emails, some uh, new, uh, some news in it. You know, just rough idea of, of how this thing might flow. No hesitation. He loved it. He said, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, let's start working on it." And uh, it's a great idea. I, I love it. Um, Which, I think uh, that week we were we were just sort of sitting down and, and getting everything put together for the website, um, for our feed burner, getting on iTunes. We put out our uh, episode zero, which was a placeholder for iTunes, and uh, it it got very uh, very nice reviews without even doing our first episode. Um, episode zero, which was an, like I said, an intro, uh, we did very well with. So, very cool. The rest is uh, the rest is all in iTunes. <laughs> all sixty six episodes. All right, Andrew. Same question. What is it that made you want to actually create a fan site and go after Elder Scrolls online? Probably, probably insanity. Maybe it's the first reason, but <laughs> no. Um, Fair enough. Actually, you know, I, I've been like a, a really big. MMO gamer for a long time and I always like got pretty into some of the fan communities that sprung up. I so I, I started my first MMO was EverQuest and I was like this um I was really young at the time. I was playing a rogue. I I mean the whole thing I probably got to like level thirty and it was like all way too big for me and I was way out of my league with gaming and everything, but the whole thing was just like awesome and I was getting so into it. And there was this little website called uh the safe house i don't know if anyone in the chat room remembers it if they're like an eq vet or anything but it was like um this uh site for for rogues in eq1 that was like this is how the game works like this is what 
poisons you would use to put on your weapons and like i don't know the, that that site like saved my saved my ass a number of times and from then on i went to i continued to appreciate sites like that for a bunch of different games um for Dayok, where i spent most of my gaming career i love Dayok, huge fan um and then world of warcraft uh rift other other games since then and um I guess for ESO, I just figured, what the hell? Instead of like waiting for the perfect community to spring up and I'll try to participate in it, I'll take a stab at um, and making one, making one my own. Did you and, have uh, Did you have any prior experience though working on websites and doing stuff like that? God, no. This is this is purely amateur hour, Mark. Um, I mean, I do like a lot of coding in my free time for some other stuff and so like that at least I had some experience in but the web languages and stuff no I picked it up like specifically to build TF and it actually you know it's been a, a great hobby and a great project for, for me as well or, or TF bomb as Joe will call it henceforth <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry about that I have a sailor's mouth I'll try to Rain that, rain See, that sucker in. Now I have to spend an extra thirty minutes tonight finding that, bleeping it, then I can curse your name the whole time I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Joe, what about you? Since you were you're partnered up with Avarwin, uh, what, what's your background and what what made you decide to take the plunge? You know that that's a great question. I, I kind of never played Elder Scrolls really too much before this, and somehow Avarwin talked me into playing Skyrim. Got addicted to it and figured, <laughs> what the heck? And when I told him, okay, yeah, sure, out of the blue, he kind of stopped for a second on the phone. What, really? Yeah? It's like he was expecting me to say no and just shoot him down right then and there. I was, yeah. <clears throat> but for some reason, it just uh, it struck me as something that uh, we could really get into and really talk about because there's such a, a deep background in that series. Now, what was your focus? That was your focus to be a podcast or a news site? Because, you know, there's many different ways you can implement a fan site, a fan instantiation. Did you know that you wanted to be a, uh, a podcast primarily? Yes. We wanted no, to be sir. an entertaining show. Very good. All right. Jesse. Yes. Mr. Expert. Hi. Uh, I don't have a podcast or a website or anything devoted to it. I'm just a big old nerd who loves the franchise and loves MMOs. So you put those two together, this is kind of the perfect thing for me. And I'm really excited about it. I got a chance to play it and see it and have loved it ever since. And I'm really excited for it to be released and stuff. You know, I just, um, as a person who plays a lot of MMOs, or did, now I'm sort of fed up with them. And I think it's because they eventually become the exact same thing no matter how you do it and my yeah. hope is one day I'll be able to play something that isn't and I'll be happy but until then I'm an ornery old bastard who just wants something different and uh, you know I've played enough to know what's good and what's not and we'll see We'll see if this is good or not that's where I stand very cool it's kind of funny because you and I were uh, drinking beer at the, uh, the Zenimax event uh, what back in October, and we were talking yeah. about this kind of thing, and um, it's just kind of funny that we're actually here doing this. <laughs> you guys may not remember because you guys were all trash, but I was actually involved in that conversation. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you were on the other side of the table. I was sitting next to Jesse, and you were on the other side of the table. And we were right, talking right. about the what? What could this be? What, what could? Where, where can this go? All right, <laughs> Josh. 
with the shot of the shoddy cast, uh, what made you guys decide to go after Elder Scrolls? Because you were doing some other stuff tracking these games prior to ESO being out. What, so what was the the deal? Sure. So we're YouTubers, and uh, YouTubers, if you look at Jesse, Kyle, and I, we aren't people with a plan at all. So uh, we were covering, yeah, mostly Guild Wars 2 up to that point. I have always been a uh, Elder Scrolls fan, big time. I'm a big time RPGer ever since uh, Oblivion. Sorry, I haven't played Morrowind. Oh crap! I shouldn't have said that. Um, yeah, take him off. You the just lost cred. That's it. It's gone. Nerd cred shot. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there goes Andrew. Andrew's walking off the show now. <laughs> but but what did you know that you wanted the show to be? Or did you just want to, what kind of site did you want to do? Or did you want to do a show? What is it that you knew you wanted to do? Well, we always wanted shows on the channel. And uh, the Elder Scrolls Online is really what shook things up. Because the day the trailer hits, you know, it was a nice trailer. It was that old guy talking, right? In his epic voice. So, you know, and I, I liked it. It was fine. It wasn't wasn't Captain Picard or anything cool. But that, it, that was, old it guy. was okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, still. I all I saw it in the moment, like the first thoughts that popped into my mind was, "This is going to be Elder Scrolls: The WoW game." You know, that's that's all it's going to be. <laughs> I fell off the radar completely for a while, and then uh, two people released content pretty uh, pretty close together. It was Jesse Cox and the guys at Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Yes, hey. yes. and uh, you guys had a chance. To bastards you had a chance to go and play the game for yourselves and uh i was i was hearing you guys talk about it like it was an elder scrolls game it had this elder scrolls feel to it it wasn't you know elder scrolls or a wow game with elder scrolls lore thrown in like that that would be my worst fear and so from that moment i was like wow okay so this has the potential to be something greater and the first thing i did was Run to my computer. Yes, sprinted to my computer. Not really. I'm dramatizing here. Like, <laughs> hardcore. Uh, and I made the four things fans want from uh, ESO. And it was basically the perspective of an Elder Scrolls gamer, a hardcore Elder Scrolls gamer, saying what an Elder Scrolls MMO would have to be to be great. And, uh, yeah, that was just a random video I was throwing out there, and it kind of blew up, and... The rest is my life's been downhill ever since. I've been I couldn't leave my computer. I've been making videos this whole time. <laughs> got the pee bottle here to prove it. Too. <laughs> oh god, he's, he's got a poop sock. Yeah, wide mouth Gatorade bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank we took a dark turn. <laughs> so uh, I. Uh, got lucky enough to meet the guys over at Guild Launch, and they started this site at Game Skinny. And I'm we kind of, I kind of pushed you, I kind of pushed you into it, didn't I? Yes, yes. It's all, it's all thanks to Mark Taylor, the networker of of gods up here. Um, and so I've been playing MMOs for I guess about ten years now, um, specifically WoW, and WoW has uh, I, I'm fed up with it. Yes, and. I've played all of the Elder Scrolls games, but I honestly don't know if I really like it that much. Um, but putting it into the MMO space is what's going to pull me in. So basically, uh, you're a person who you weren't totally jazzed about the single-player IP, but now that you know it's going to be an MMO, you're getting jazzed about that. 
Yeah, but I am afraid of how it's going to affect the immersion, putting it into the MMO space. Okay, but. so basically we have a dissenter among, among our ranks. Yes, yes, I am here to dissent. Sorry. <laughs> Kyle. Don't hate me. Okay, now you're muted. <laughs> oh, no. There we go. <laughs> okay, so uh, first of all, for the people in the chat, I do have irises. They're just very dark. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> He's a fremen. Dark brown. He's a fremen. <laughs> oh, God. But anyways, um, like in the past... For some reason, my brother always seems to get the scoop of games first and then brings them to my attention. So uh, Josh did introduce me once again to ESO. And what I like to do is just, when I do hear about a game, I like to research just as much as possible that I can about the mechanics, the setting, uh, anything I can get my hands on. So uh, after doing that, after about just an hour, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sold for this game. So uh, when Josh uh, was asking if we would like to do a ESO podcast, and I was like, well, heck yeah. So pretty much just started doing the uh, kind of spitballing ideas of what we'd like to do and uh, came up with ESO Weekly, and I've been sticking to it ever since. Pretty cool, pretty cool. All right, so um, on the line or in the chat channel, we've got Buttnix, one of the members of my guild, who's going to be sitting here looking for questions from the from the chat channel. So if you have questions, just put Buttnix in in, air, in quotes and in your question, um, and then he'll grab grab some cool ones, and then we'll start rotating those in. Okay, so uh, we'll get on to the next question. Um, in terms of, I guess myself, I kind of track any game that looks like it'd be great fun for our guilds to play, um, and so. We do a lot of testing uh, with companies here and there. Um, we're hoping one day to, you know, <laughs> get into beta like a bunch of other folks and uh, really look for the next big thing. Uh, there, there was while you know we started primarily as a Swotor Guild, which you know it's arguable the success of that game, and so that's the reason why we're looking for <laughs> newer, bigger, better things to do. You know, to do raiding, to do PvP, to do things. That are fun guild constructs, the social aspect um, that you know, and I write here and there. So, this game has just been something that uh, has totally been interesting to do. So, let's look at the next big question that, that's out there. So, uh, Avarwin, you're going to be up first. So, sure. what what is the greatest risk uh, for Zenimax uh, in making this game? Making this too much of an MMO and making this too much of a single player game. That's the greatest risk. If they don't meet in the middle almost exactly and almost perfectly they're not going to grab um the core audiences that they want to grab i i've said this before on on our show um and i'll say it again i don't think there's a single gaming company that <laughs> thinks what what zenimax online studios is doing is is easy and i don't think anyone idolizes them either for having to do it they're trying to merge the single player series, which is you know twenty years old and has a loyal following and a fierce loyal following, and the MMO community, which the MMO community is a is is literally a, a group of of gamers that they they see a game, they play it, and they're always looking out for the next greatest game to either involve themselves with as well or to move on to. And they have a very critical and discerning eye. And if something is not the way they think it ought to be, then they're very vocal uh, and they, they can be 
uh, you know, very uh, they can they can move away very quickly. So they have to be very careful, and I think that's that's one of the greatest challenges that that they have right now. They've got to push these two groups together in a game they're both going to enjoy. Very cool. What about you there, Andrew? Yeah, so I guess the, the question about what was the biggest risk for them with making ESO, I think I got to agree with a lot of what Ivarwin said, but uh, I mean, I think this is going to sound a little funny, but I think one of the big risks they took was actually deciding to put an MMO in Elder Scrolls space because, um, you know, if they were with the resources they have available as Zenimax Media, as Bethesda, you know, they could have made an MMO with a different IP, with a new IP that as an MMO would be built from the ground up to succeed as a massively multiplayer game. But instead, they chose to, to adopt the, the Elder Scrolls IP, which has, like Evarwin uh, said, a, a tremendous tradition. And that's almost the riskier choice, because at the end of the day, ESO is going to have to succeed as an MMO. Um, and so they're going to have to find a way to marry the need for it to be successful as an MMO with, with at the same time satisfying the people who expect um, a certain... Uh, Elder Scrolls experience. Whoever just said that in chat, you're making me crack up during the middle of. Uh, <laughs> I need to not look at chat until after I'm done saying my piece. But um, good uh, luck with that. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But yeah, I think it was risky. I think it was risky to choose Elder Scrolls. Um, I mean, obviously, it's going to draw a, a ton of people to the game. It's going to get them a ton of box sales. That's a given. Yeah. But. You know, are they going to be able to sustain the audience that goes into ESO two years down the line? And I think it's a risk because I think that the game has to be have that MMO stickiness that that we all come to expect. Very cool, very cool. What about you, there, Joe? I have to disagree with Andrew on one thing, um, <laughs> and that's that. I think it was a, I think it was ruddy brilliant that they went with the idea of doing else was MMO. Why? How many of you guys have played Skyrim and wished you had your friends there with you? Just about everybody in the me, world. Me, me. Um, but I also agree, not not just because he's my boy, but with Ivarwin, the fact that it has to be a perfect marriage. And one of the biggest things to make this a successful MMO, regardless of what IP it's based on, is the massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Emphasis on the multiplayer part. It has to have a strong multiplayer element or it's not going to succeed in the MMO market. I mo- many of you like one player fanboys who've never touched an MMO don't understand this but anytime you go into an MMO environment it's about the multiplayer aspect and being able to play this as an online Skyrim in quotes here with Oblivion Morrowind you know the works is what's going to be the draw to this game okay anything else nah I'll let people go <laughs> let me just let me just respond to, to Widget real quick um, I mean I, I gotta say I agree with you uh, that it you know, it's maybe a brilliant decision. I wasn't saying it was necessarily like a bad call. I just think it's risky because the, there's the weight of expectations that are associated with with the Elder Scrolls IP. Very but, similar to like I mean, obviously, based on their fan following and based on like how awesome, uh, you know, the single player games are. Yeah, it's it's a brilliant call. Let's put that in a multiplayer space. So, I, I mean, I, I don't think maybe we disagree as much as yeah. it maybe sounds like. I was just having fun with you. Fight, fight. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was waiting. No, no offense, Andrew. Um, <laughs> no, no, <don't> take it. <laughs> nah, you're you're right, and I, it, I guess you can always harp back to different uh, past MMOs like old galaxies, Star Wars. 
or Knights of the Republic, it's um, well, Galaxies and Knights of the Republic. It takes a very popular IP and tries to put it in MMO space, and neither of them, well, they didn't really fail, but they, well, Galaxies kind of did because they're shut down. But you get the idea. All right, Jesse. What do you think? Oh, For those of you who are at the thing in October, I I know a few of you were. If you remember, they so overly focused on the aspect of like, hey, we're going to walk that line, guys. We're going to do this uh, line thing where we're going to make it multiplayer, but we're also going to make it an MMO. And so it's like you're playing with your friends, what you always wanted, but you can play with more than just like a few friends. Like that's what they were going for. I, I know that you're all right on that, that I feel like that's the biggest risk. But I also feel like the biggest risk might be one of monetary as well, where if they pump money into this and it just sucks, they're screwed. Because that's, uh, what was that, 38 Studios? With their online bit that they tried to do, and when they released Amalord, they lost a ton of money, and they're gone now. And it's, MMOs are the toughest, hardest things to make. And if you don't get it right... The community doesn't give you a second chance. It does not exist. I'm really interested, for example, Final Fantasy XIV. I want to see people give that a second chance because they're like, okay, maybe you will. Who knows? But with this, I think dumping all this money into something that is so, uh, I don't know, that, so difficult, walking that line. And what worries me, and I think this is something that I really, really was concerned about after PAX, is at that thing we did in October, the game we played then had a very Elder Scrolls feel to it. The game I played at PAX had a very MMO feel to it, which was a totally different experience. And I was like, hold the phone. And so they need to twerk and tweak and get back on that line again. They need to twerk. <laughs> they, need, they need to twerk. It's twerking. <laughs> they, got to, they got to twerk. And they have to, they have to get their stuff back. Because I feel like, you know, it's good. it can only end either really great or really bad. There is no like, oh, well, it's okay anymore in the MMO community. There isn't. If we look at Star Wars, Star Wars, everyone jumped on that and then everyone abandoned it real quick. You have Guild Wars, everyone jumped on that thing as being the next right thing. Now the servers are slowly emptying out. And it's, it's that exact same thing can happen here. They have a lot of work ahead of them. And I wish them the best of luck because it is not easy at all. So you brought up something that almost makes me do a U-turn because you basically said that the MMO games, the gamers, the people who are paying are only going to give this game or any MMO like one shot. And that really kind of seems to be true. I mean, does anyone disagree with that fact that uh, for an MMO, you really only get one initial shot to kind of keep your numbers and then you're either going to make it or you're going to get broken? The first month of any MMO is the most critical point. That's the first month. But why is that? Why is it with the MMO space like they either gonna keep to it or they're gonna or they're just gonna bail? Because you don't see that with single player games. I mean, normally people will. I, I paid my fifty bucks. So I'm gonna go ahead and finish the game. At least that that's well, me. You know, it's it's about time. Most MMOs are time sinks. Like you know that going in, you're gonna spend time doing whatever it is. If you hear an MMO and it's like there's a cool housing system. You can guarantee 90% of your time is going to be like farming wood in order to build a damn house, right? You know there are like many goals to get to something awesome. And the time sink involved, a lot of people are willing to give them that 30 days. Like, look, impress me. And if they don't, people are gone because you can only sink so much time into one thing. And I feel like 
that's where people get lost because you have the two communities. You have uh, like casual players, and then you have the hardcore players. And the hardcore players are going to be the ones who get there, and they're at Endgame before like week two. And those are the guys who, if Endgame sucks when they get there, they're going to be on the internet bitching and moaning. And then you have the casual players who are just having fun and enjoying the little tiny mechanics. And if those aren't solid, they're not happy. And Star, uh, for example, Star Wars, their big thing was you got to Endgame, there was jack to do. And so the hardcore players <laughs> bashed that game and was like, you spent all your time on this awesome story, that was cool, but the rest of the game is shit. And the same thing happens with a lot of games. Uh, Guild Wars, it's, it, the PvP is great. I'm not a fan of the PvE. I, could, I don't even, I think it's horrible. But it's one of those things that, that people got crazy with. And I feel like this is, you know, that line, man. They got to walk it, and they got to talk it, too. Go ahead. After you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so I think one thing that really contributes to this whole thing where developers are releasing, MMO developers specifically, are releasing MMOs that maybe aren't all the way polished or doesn't have all the features that, you know, were promised they know that they're going to get patches later on. And so what do they say? Oh, guys, stick around. Stick around. It's coming. It's coming in a patch. It's coming in a patch. And then it's too late by that point. So I think that's what happens to a lot of them, too. That was my point. But, and I think, I think Andrew mentioned it earlier. I don't remember if you didn't say this and I just imagined it. I am imagining your voice talking to me Please all the time. Please give me credit now, for whatever, whatever bit of genius <laughs> you're about to say. But one of the things you mentioned earlier that I thought was really uh, interesting was that... Uh, you know, they could have created a game with anything and, and had an MMO that worked. I think the problem with that is the MMO market is so oversaturated with just clones and crap and a few good games. But in order to stand out, you either have to have something in the game that's really unique or have an awesome franchise behind it. And so I can understand why they'd be like, all right, let's make it an Elder Scrolls game. I mean, that makes sense. But then again, like I said earlier, the risk they run is that they ruin Elder Scrolls' credibility by making a awful game. And so far, it's not awful, but does not being what the fans want equal awful? That's the question they need to worry about. And it also depends on what fan camp you're talking about, the Elder, the Elder Scrolls right. fans or the MMO fans. Now, they can alienate back. both, which yeah. would be a horrible thing. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're caught between a rock and a hard place, right? Um, but, but, but the one thing that at least Matt Fywar said when we were down there and then again at PAX uh, East uh, what, month, last month or whatever, is that they're trying to make an uh, Elder Scrolls game first and I guess an MMO second. At least that's kind of the way I remember him saying it, right? So I think mm-hmm. all things being equal, folks who are really jazzed about the Elder Scrolls game, the lore, uh, that they're, they're, I think they're the first players that, that are going to be happy and then I think then comes the MMO aspects because they almost don't even like the word Matt Fireworth said in an interview I had with him that they don't even like the word MMO they like the fact that it's like you know an online game I don't really see a whole lot of difference in you know the vernacular <laughs> if you just want to break it down by a vocabulary standpoint but I think what he's getting to is this is the fact that it's it's a uh, it's Elder Scrolls that you can play with your friends kind of you know folks I, I spoke to with SOTOR when they say they were trying to make KOTOR 3, 4, 5, and 6, that's what they were trying to do. I think they got pushed by EA and Lucas into making it an MMO. Like, if you really look at what they tried to deliver initially, you know, if you just do nothing but play the story quest, like, nobody quit Tor because leveling sucked. Nobody quit yeah. Tor because the story sucked. 
People quit tour because there was no in game. There was the PvP was imbalanced, stuff like that. But like, so I mean, if you really you know vet that out, it really is co-tour three, four, five X. So um, from everything I've seen, and you know, I played it a few times, uh, you know, both last year and then at PAX, it looks like that's really what it's it's panning out to be, at least from my eyes, that this is an Elder Scrolls game, and oh, by the way, there goes my friend, you know, that kind of thing. Um, now, what are all the, the MMO features that we're going to see? Well, you know, based on my, you know, 15 minutes here and my hour there, I can't tell you, right? I, I can't tell you all the MMO features. I can tell you just that I can group up. Um, so, we need, you know, we, we need to get into beta, or to get into open beta. We need to, We need to get our hands on it to kind of figure that out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if I, if I may, uh, Mark, just weigh in on this for for a minute. Um, I think the the question that you asked, um, I think it really deals a lot with. Uh, it's a very complicated, perfect storm, if you will. Uh, you're dealing with a very fickle community, the MMO community, extremely fickle. And why? Because I, I think Jesse's right on one thing he brought up. It's super saturated market. The other thing is everyone who goes from an MMO to an MMO is already sold. They're not sold on the game they're going to. They're sold on the game they're leaving. When I left World of Warcraft for Rift, I didn't do it intentionally. I did it because I was bored with WoW. And I played Rift. And I really enjoyed it. And so I left. So I was resold on a different game. I think when people start an MMO and they go to another one, they have a certain expectation. And I think most of our expectations are, is uh, World of Warcraft. Is this better than World of Warcraft? Or is it as good as World of Warcraft? If it's not better than the game we came from, we leave and we go back. And we cite, you know, X, Y, and Z reasons. And I think that's why the MMO community can be extremely fickle and extremely outspoken. And the other thing that Jesse had mentioned is also um, on target with it seems as if if you're not doing something completely unique, you're just sort of stuck in this mire of of good word, by the way. You're, well, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's just really a cesspool of crap at this point. Everyone tries to just mimic uh, World of Warcraft and, and no one wants that anymore because we've played it for years on end and we want something new and and we were you know again i'll say jesse was right when he had mentioned that if you're not doing something unique you're just not going to succeed so going back to elder scrolls online i think they're doing something extremely unique in a lot of different ways the other thing is hype when elder scrolls online earned um 2013's most anticipated game from a lot of different professional gaming outlets, the hype went from here to boom through the roof. Right. That's a fad. No one is going to live up to that. Nobody. A fad was created. So that's a good point right there. Um, and I hate to kind of you know throw it back to uh, Swotor, but I think that's just the best, most recent example. Yeah. Nobody could have lived up to the hype that Sotor was bringing because it was the perfect fusion of the Kotor series of Lucas and Bioware, which up till that point, Bioware had a pristine, perfect you know track record. Yeah. Um, 
and Lucas was still limping along with the success of Star Wars from 1977, um, you know, <laughs> minus those last three movies. Um, and, and so everyone was like, yeah, they're jazzed up. They want to play it. And, you know, I think a lot of people played that game for the sole reason that reason that they looked at, like, like after what, the, the uh, Attack of the Clones, they all knew that the new versions of movies sucked, but they still saw that next movie. You know why? Because it was a Star Wars fix. Right? Like, you yeah. knew that Lucas was a hack director by that time. He was just living. Like, who do you think you are, George Lucas? Yeah, yeah I am George Lucas. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, and this is my opinion. I mean, those last movies sucked. And, and like, when you go look at the first three movies, you're like, well, that kind of sucks, too. You know? Like, the first one was, you know, even the, was proof that even the sun shines on a dog's ass sometime. Right? And then, and then, and then uh, you know, The Empire Strikes Back was a completely different director. But but why is it that people came to the game? Because they were thinking about that. They wanted their fix. Why? So the same thing that I, I guess I draw the you know the line to or the thread. I pull the thread on this same issue is that I think that you're going to get your Elder Scrolls fans. I think you're going to get uh, your MMO fans. But you're going to get a lot of people who are just going to come to it because it's Elder Scrolls, right, wrong, or different. You, yeah. you know what I mean? I just I want. And they'll give it a shot, even if they don't never even played an MMO. By the right? way, Mark, you had about a million nerds flip you off about a minute ago. <laughs> and and, I, and I'm and guess what? I'm already over it. You know? <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, Brian, what do you think they have to do? Um, well, the one thing I'm afraid of with the immersion, like, so you're you're in an epic moment somewhere and that guy's gonna walk up and say hey you suck completely out of context and that just like ruins the whole experience um i i think that they are trying to design the servers so that that's not really going to happen like they were saying that you'll only be matched up on the server with people that you want to play with so maybe they'll have some way of fixing that but you know i feel like that's the biggest risk is you you lose that immersion because some dude just walks up so you're talking about the risk being um the fact that they have the mega server, and so they're going to be working on their mega server instant. They're not using instance as the word, but they're, I guess, their social, almost social dynamic uh, instancing. So they're going to, relative to the choices that you you select when you when you initially go in, you might be an R peer, so you might be grouped with R peers, right. and they might have some kind of phasing going on so that you don't see the PV peers. Is that what you're kind of talking about? Yeah, and the, okay. you know the trollers will be on their own space. You know, you got to separate those Im- those out to keep that Elder Scrolls feel. Okay, I mean, I guess I can see that. What about you, there, Kyle? Um, I think one of the biggest risks uh, risks that they haven't taken yet is uh, announcing their business model. Um, a lot of people are coming from a a single player atmosphere with the test games and they're not used to paying a monthly subscription fee so if they do end up charging a monthly subscription fee that's something that's going to be a a big commitment for the single player people to take Um, so that's definitely one of their bigger risks that they will end up taking is uh, whether they're going to be going like buy the box and no monthly subscription fee or if they are going to go the fee Um, The other risk, uh, and this is to branch off of what my brother had said earlier, the features that they will be releasing after launch because they keep adding more and more features, uh, but they say it won't make it uh, at launch, like the Dark Brotherhood, the Thieves Guild, um, player housing, stuff that they're saying will be eventually added. Um, 
but they aren't giving us a time frame, obviously, yet as to how long after launch. Um, so if there is a subscription fee, um, how many months are people going to be putting money into something hoping it's going to come out and it still hasn't come out yet, especially when it comes to uh, the uh, Dark Brotherhood because that is a monumental pillar of uh, any test game, really. I mean, that is like, ask anyone, that's pretty much their favorite go-to faction in tests. So, yeah, just uh, subscription fees, uh, whether they're going to go that route or not, and then just how many features they're going to promise after launch. So one thing I think to push back on that, uh, you know, just relative to having conversations with with developers and entrepreneurs in this space, I think one of the important things that they can do is that they can quantify or qualify what you're getting at release relative to their, uh, their, their payment model, whether it be, you know, free to play but you pay for like some cash shop or if it's a subscription as long as you know what you're getting up front and they set the expectations i think people will be fine with that and will be willing to accept it i think if they go into it expecting the entirety of the world of elder scrolls day one and they don't have it then they'll then they'll have a reason to either complain or in their mind they'll think they're justified in complaining but i think that if you say well that's just not in this release you know we're going to bring these things out over time then you're like, okay, cool. If for no other reason, then that's DLC or an expansion that you have to look forward to, right? I mean, because that wouldn't you be willing, more willing to accept it? You know, like, well, the 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 Dark Brotherhood is what you get, like in uh, like this in the expansion, as long as the game's good. I don't know. One of the one um, of the things that that they they talked about having it already, and that's one of the mistakes Blizzard constantly made. That you go to a BlizzCon and they'd be like, hey. We have this new thing called Path of the Titans. It's going to be out in the new expansion. And it would never appear. And they would hype up their own stuff. And I, and I worry that ESO will do that and hype up stuff that doesn't exist or is coming in the future. And the problem with that is, it, sure, okay, it comes in the future. But if it isn't there in, when I say future, I mean like two weeks after release, it won't matter. Right. They, they might, they're wasting their time because people will already have judged what's in the game. Either they bust their ass and get it out when the game is released or they don't bother at all. Or, or what I would suggest is say, oh, yeah, it's coming. And then once those guys are like, I'm level whatever max and I uh, am – it's two weeks in, then you hit them with it. You have to do it early and you have to keep doing updates really quick for the first, I don't know, six months. That way people always have something new because those high-end players – are just going to freak out if there's nothing new. And their negativity is going to impact everyone else down the totem pole. So it's funny you say that because right now, uh, Guild Wars 2, the developers are on what a two, like a three-week or a month sprint if you're talking about agile development. So they're actually trying to get content out every three weeks. And there's some uh, Asian MMOs that are like looking at doing weekly sprints. Have, have you guys heard about that or am I just on crack here? The, the thing with Guild Wars, though, and, and uh, this goes back to that free-to-play model, what they're do- and, and I would say if Elder Scrolls wants to try something, I mean, free-to-play, everyone hates on it, but those people are making money hand over fist and getting a lot of people to play, which is insane. A lot of games that were pay-to-play went free-to-play and are now making a fortune. So it's all about well, the game, not the model. But when it comes to, to the actual thing you were talking about with the, like, the way they're just releasing content, it's... They're releasing stuff, but it's not things that I would consider content. Like, one of the big patches was you run around and touch, like, signs and clean signs and and put signs up and kill a few guys. And that was the big update. And then they're like, see you next week. 
and you gotta run to a base and talk to a guy. See you next week. So, you know, it's it's reasons to log back in, but it's not reasons to keep your attention. I think that's the problem. See, what uh, ZeniMax needs to understand is that those um, elitist players make up 5 or 10% of their player base and learn how to ignore them. That's true, but <laughs> their, vo- their, their vocalness is the big concern because those people are the ones... Because no one... Very few people end up saying, like, I just want to play with the the townsfolk and kill a few guys on the weekend. A lot of people have grandiose dreams of, like, maybe one day I'll get into a good guild, and maybe one day I'll do this, and maybe I'll get to experience this one day. And those good guild people are the people who are like, this game is garbage. And people (laughs) really get, get into that. And I think, yeah, you're right. There are very few of them. And that's one of the things that, that was a problem in WoW. It's like 5% of the community, but they had 100%. They were the vocal minority, and yeah, they were absolutely. loud, and they were angry. And those are the people you have to watch out for in games, because they'll destroy you. And so even though it goes against all common sense, you need to kiss their ass first by giving them a lot of content, shut them up, and then get everyone else <clears throat> who is taking their time and give them the stuff they need. Because those the- guys who love to yell will just kill you. In the well, industry... I- can I completely say with something? Jesse, just really quick to say, like the flip side of that coin is also like if you appease the uh I guess more dedicated and more hardcore fraction of your player base, even though they are the vocal minority, they will fight for your game. Like mm-hmm. they will get so invested in your game and they will do things, they will live stream, they will build websites, they'll make video guides, they will make people want to be achieving things in the game just like they are. And and that is such a huge sell. So I mean, I think that the the power of the vocal minority in MMO space is really powerful. So I, I got to agree on that. So I just want to see if uh, Jess Folsom and uh, Brian Willard made it. We supposed to have a couple of the developers come and hang out in uh, the chat room. So uh, Brian Willard's the lead PvP uh, designer, and Jess Folsom's the community manager for the game. Oh man! Quick, everyone, get out your wish list. Can I? Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for PvP. So, mwah, I love you. Oh, Can yeah. I uh, say something from a designer's perspective? I, I'd have to. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Never mind. I'm done. You talk. Oh, um, I'd have <laughs> Whoa! To say, <laughs> I, I, uh, when it comes to what Jesse was saying about the the turnaround for for game content, I think there's a very critical question you have to ask yourself: What content? Because if you if you flood the game, you, you come out with this game which is already just bursting with with uh, undiscovered uh, areas at, at any given direction, um, which is a ton of content already, and you you start flooding the game with even more content. Um, some people could could say that that's too much, and I don't know where to start, and I'm flustered and walk away. Uh, then there's there's others out there who would say, you know, uh, I want more and more and more, and they're they're going to start demanding more. And then this the same thing that that Jesse's talking about with uh, that vocal minority could spout anyway and and create an issue. So I, I think the, the we're starting to enter this area where, you know, uh, like Mark was saying, uh, there's some developers thinking about uh, a higher turnaround. I think the per month turnaround, you know, sets of three months, six month turnaround for for in game for game content is just not feasible anymore. I, I think um, 
if you're going to pay a subscription to a game, people want to see content and they want to see it quickly and not six months or three months from now. I think what developers need to answer and what we need to show them what the answer is, is uh, what content do we want and how quickly can we consume that content? So, you know, maybe two weeks uh, for, for a piece of content, you know, uh, once a month is, is uh, you know, a new, a new dungeon or a new set of dungeons or once every, every two months, a brand new raid or a world event or, you know, stuff like that. Would that be good? Or, or is it more or is it different? Um, that answer, that, that's not an easy answer, and it has yet to be answered by the MMO community, not just the Elder Scrolls Online community. So that first has to be answered. Um, the other thing is, is about the, the free-to-play. We have, a, we have a question real quick from yeah. uh, Joe. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I keep hitting Josh instead of Joe, sorry. What needs to happen, guys? This is something from... I used to be a game designer back in the day and one of the things that we used to do is what we call chop shop is when you develop a game in its entirety and borderlands 2 is the most recent example i can give you guys on this where the entire game was made in its entirety prior to launch then they chopped it up into pieces certain pieces were then saved for a later date as dlc content that's how come they get out so fast on the development side creating new content from scratch and hoping to get out in one month is virtually impossible unless you have another 200 member staff working on a game which is not going to be economically feasible after a game is launched so what ESO needs to do is do that chop shop method take enough where there's enough content to keep people entertained for that first month and then release it piece by piece month after month as they do it because it's already designed it's already developed and they can keep that schedule without promising negativity very cool so quickly if anyone has to take a bio break just turn off your camera go and then come back (laughs) Because I'm getting pinged from everybody. Um, <laughs> so while we do that, uh, while some people go and take a bio break, uh, we are halfway done with our questions. So we're going to take a couple questions from uh, the chat room. Uh, try to do this on a lightning round. So we'll just give it to one of the folks instead of having it roundtable. Let's see. Do-do-do-do-do. I don't like that question. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, from Hob Jimmy 102 uh what what are your what are your preferences in terms of a, a free to play or um a, a pay to play and i'll pose that question to jesse uh pay to play was a standard model that you knew you were going to get quality however lately i would say the last year i don't know if that's a fact and so i would say in the last year or so Free-to-play games have been really stepping it up and, and making a lot of great things and have gotten me to play it when I would not have and been some of the games that I've actually loved the most. So it, when it comes to Elder Scrolls, they need to decide are they going to be pay-to-play and deliver content that is worth paying for the privilege of playing the game or are they going to go free-to-play and give people the option of dropping in, dropping out, but opening it up to a wider community and taking that chance. Again, there's that weird line they have to figure out. They have to walk that thing. Hey, That's Jess. pretty much the story of this entire game. They need to make a near-perfect game to please everybody, or else it's just <laughs> going to be a mess. Yeah. And I think everyone here is really excited for it. So, like, even though we're very, like, I especially am hypercritical, it's because I want it to be really good, and my hopes are really high. And I just want it to be, you know, what I imagine it to be from that moment I first saw it. And so this is, you know, I want it to do well. And I think they, that's a decision they have to make because I can't tell you what you know they need to be doing. Uh, Jesse, uh, Planet Side 2, a perfect mix between 
subscription and free to play. Mm-hmm. That's what it needs to be. Mixing it, I, mean, I do not think mixing it is a bad idea. I think opening up to everyone with a free to play model, like, hey, you can play this, but certain things, you know, might not be available to you, or maybe there's certain things you can and can't do, or maybe certain classes, I don't know. But again, that's not my choice. But the idea of having it so everyone can play, I think that's good too. The problem is making it so it's the people who do pay get their money's worth. So it isn't like we give you coins to buy pets. Like, no, if I'm paying, I want a weapon that shoots fire and boobs. That's what I want. Shoots <laughs> <Just> boobs. <laughs> did, did did you have a a retort or a response to that, uh, Andrew? Oh, uh, not no, not really a response, but. Um... I guess I'm I'm sort of like in the older school camp of being the staunch supporter of the subscription model as as a selection device mostly because I I see the qualities of communities that are able to I, I guess just the difference in community between the the free to play and the the subscription games I the the like the bots the ultra casuals the I guess like the pawn scum honestly I hate to like label them that way but the people that can just float in with no strings attached in a completely free to play system it, it just really <laughs> it, it really gets in the way of um, of a lot of the things that I personally like in MMOs so I would take I would take I guess the far opposite view and I would say stick with the subscription system for a game that's this big uh, I think they can pull it off but Again, I, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, something that divides opinion really uh, in, a, in a big way. Okay, so next question from uh, the fans. <laughs> so let me see if I can... I'm going to butcher this name. It's Miss Music, I guess, is the name. Uh, the question is, in terms of special uh, capabilities within the game, vampirism or lycanthropy, which would you want, uh, or which would you choose if you had the option for El- Elder Scrolls? And so for this, I'll pick Josh. <laughs> I thought you'd pick me. Uh, vampire, any day of the week. You know, people don't mm. like the negatives that come with a vampirism. And I have a feeling Elder Scrolls Online is going to sell out and there will be no negatives at all. I love role-playing as a vampire in my Elder Scrolls games. I love burning in the sun, you know, that's part of it. <laughs> Correction, though, I don't like it in Oblivion where there's the, the you know the whole glitch where you die constantly because you're trapped outside. That uh, oh, that's a whole other story. That's I, I don't want to <laughs> rant or anything on here, but uh, yeah, definitely vampire, without a doubt. It's supposed to say Team Jacob, but my camera's off. <laughs> <laughs> so. So real quick, I said Miss Music. That was actually Matt Shine. He's uh, one of the guys. <laughs> you were way off. Yeah. He's actually one of the guys who's been doing uh, – he's, he's a YouTuber, but what he does is he actually uh, makes music. So he's doing a lot of fan-inspired music for Elder Scrolls. So he makes a lot of the, the music that actually a lot of the YouTube in uh, podcasters use um, so they don't get sued by Zenimax <laughs> for using all of this. <laughs> Uh, okay, did, did you want to add to that, Jesse, or were you good? <laughs> oh, no, I have nothing to add. All right, yeah. so uh, I think that's enough questions for this point in time. So let's get back to the roundtable. Uh, okay, so we'll start with you, uh, Ivarwin. So the next question is, is what are the ramifications for uh, Elder Scrolls or Zenimax with the game um, being so heavily integrated with social media. And what I mean by that is Matt Firewar, uh, about I don't know, a few months ago, came out and he was saying that this game is going to be the most socially 
social media accessible game uh, that there is. You know, Twitter feeds. They're going to be able to use your friends lists, and you know, through all these social dynamics, they're going to be able to use the mega server to try to figure out where you, your guild, your friends will want to play and how they're going to play. But then, the, the goal over time, and it might not be there on release, is that from the game you can start live streaming like we're doing right now through Twitch or or sending out tweets or sending out Facebook updates or whatever. They didn't bound it and say exactly all the different uh, social media tools there are, but they said that they want to try to use and have open APIs so that you know people can do things, but they want to make it accessible. So so what what do you think are the really the ramifications, the benefits, the negatives of that? Well, uh, I think the uh, the biggest negative is just going to be an unbelievable, ungodly amount of Twitter spam. So watch who you follow. <laughs> um, they have to they have to be very very careful with this because this can either be awesome or super annoying depending on how often you you get your updates on Facebook, on Twitter, um, how often you're you're getting that notification that, you know, hey, so and so is is uh, you know, streaming ESO on on Twitch. Um, you got to you got to watch that a little bit. What I I think are some of the positives um, are are going to be the community coming together in a way that we haven't really seen in an MMO so far. Um, we're going to have, I think for the first time, an easily shared game over the internet. You know, if I can hit a couple of buttons on my UI and all of a sudden start streaming my game through, you know, Quest Gaming Network's Twitch channel, that's going to be huge for me and for everyone else on, on, on our network. Um, one of the things that we've been talking about doing is is having um, certain events with Elder Scrolls Online, and it, it's going to be big for us. And we would love it if if that was a very easy thing to do. And I, I think for the individual person, I think it's just going to create a tremendous amount of fun. Because what if you were able to do that and then record it and share it on on YouTube, and then you could show your friend, like you know, hey bro, check out this game. Oh, I play World of Warcraft. I play Rift. I play Swotar. No, 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 no. Look at this. I'm showing this to you right now on YouTube. That's cool. How'd you do it? It was a couple of buttons in the UI. Really? You know, um, the 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 a feature to to share things, screenshots through maybe Pinterest or uh, or Twitter very quickly or on on Facebook um, is very engaging for other people that haven't seen the game. Additionally, it's extremely engaging for people that have the game. They say, "Oh, you play that too? Great. I oh man, I really like that. I had fun there." And then, you know, people engage in a dialogue and then all of a sudden it fosters a community. And I think that's one of the greatest positives that something like that could have. Very cool. Andrew, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I have a couple I have a couple thoughts. Um so it's it's a tricky question for me because uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm used to my gaming hobby being a little bit separate from like partitioned from some of the other aspects of my life, and that you know there's not always a ton of crossover there, uh, at least not for everyone. I mean, maybe for Jesse, but um, <laughs> he's like living the dream, I guess. Um, you Suckers. Know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I I have some concerns. I think that the the positive is that. The game advertises itself. Um, you know, it gets the word out there. Your friends who maybe aren't 
playing see oh this looks actually really cool like i can see on twitter on facebook that you know what this guy's doing oh he's pvping it looks awesome Uh, i mean so that's i guess that's a good thing but I don't know. In terms of social systems in gaming, I would always take a really well-developed like guild interface, for example, before I took Twitter integration. I would take a really well-fleshed-out friends management system before I took Facebook, you know, one-touch-like to Facebook. Uh, so, I mean, in terms of their social systems, I'm a little bit more concerned about what are the MMO fundamentals of their social systems before they worry about you know, what's their social integration going to be like? Um, the other thing that makes me wonder is that with things like Twitch, I guess historically it's been sort of like the, the cream of the crop rises and, and people tend to figure out, you know, who are the really good streamers? Who are the people that, like, I want to watch? Uh, and it's, you know, the yes, fact that there's a the cost of entry to streaming can actually work out because the people who are going to go to the effort of, setting up like the really nice streams, the really good streams, they're the ones that know what they're streaming is good and what you know people are going to want to watch it. And if everyone can stream to Twitch, everyone who's playing ESO can stream to Twitch with a touch of the keyboard, uh, it's going to be a lot harder to, um, you know, to figure out, you know, what do you, who do you want to follow in the community? If everyone's broadcasting their gameplay experience, it's harder to Maybe maybe figure that out. So I don't know. I'm not quite sold yet, but I'm I'm really interested in in what they're gonna do. You just brought up an amazing point that I think they should really focus on more than connecting to uh, Twitter and tweeting out what you're doing when is actual in-game social aspects. Uh, a game called Guild Wars, where the guild function is the like one of the crappiest parts of the game, that's a problem. Uh, guild Wars had a lot of guild UI functions that were just missing it's like how this is ridiculous and i feel like things like that need to be focused on in this game before we start sending facebook messages like i'm going on a raid now with my friends like no one that's all all it's gonna do yeah. is make a few people ignore you and then a few people like oh, i guess i can log in maybe it'd be better if if i know it would never happen but look world get on this you're playing elder scrolls and you have a ui system that is your your twitter and your Facebook feed and all that, so you don't even have to leave. You're just full screen in that thing, playing. It's like, whoop! Like, at Big Booty says, Jesse, you're doing great. And I'm like, thanks, Big Booty. I'm just doing my thing. I feel like that would work much better for me. I know it's impossible. You'd have to, like, pay a bajillion dollars to Twitter. But I'm just saying, if it was in-game, focus on keeping players in the game so that they don't even want to leave. Rather than having them be, oh, I'm offline, and oh, I probably should log back in because my friend just tweeted me. Make them not want to leave. Make them stay. Get, put a pizza function. Go, put a pizza function in there. <laughs> Slash in pizza. Your set. That's some. That's some social integration that I would absolutely love is to have a Papa John's button. Right. I'm saying pizza. No, they use. They, they, it. It's the future. It's the future. They have a Yelp button, so it finds the pizza closest to you nice. and delivers that. So you don't. So um, the wait's even shorter. Get on that. No, please don't. I'll never leave my computer again. Do not do that, please. <laughs> that- <laughs> All right. Josh is young. Save his soul, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joe, did you want to respond or did you already say your piece? I haven't said a thing. <laughs> uh, you got to look at this also from their perspective, guys. What is the number one marketing source in the world today? Social media. 
is extremely easy for them to integrate into the system without taking away from anything else. It's literally, you put your own confirmation in and they pipeline it to your social media. It's a perfect way for them to advertise and get the word spread out even further. Kind of like Locus, if you will. <laughs> it's, uh, I personally can care less if it's in the game or not. As long as I can turn it off and on readily, it doesn't bother me any. One Very of the cool. things that I'm worried about, Joe, is, and I think that happened with Facebook games, and that was a big thing if you used Facebook two, three years ago, when it was like every third person was like, hey, play Farmville yes, with me, God. or play this, and it was, everyone was challenging everyone, and your screen was filled with less actual people interaction, and more links to crappy games. And yeah. I fear, like, that's one of the things I told them when I was there, I was like, I'm really worried that my feed's going to be filled with that, and people are going to be like, yeah, this guy's an idiot, yeah, ignore. they need to avoid the whole spam issue. Yeah, that's what they have to do, you're right. I, I don't want any automatic, yeah, Widget just did this achievement at this time at this game. No, you know what? If I want to tweet about it, I want to hit a button while I'm in the game so I don't have to log out and go to Twitter and then do it and be able to type That's my good. message, have it tweet out for me, bun, done. That's they, what that needs to happen with this. They've Sorry, got, Joe. They, they have got to have the Lord Hammer just killed 10 rats feature. <laughs> 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 they got to have that. <laughs> Widget just skewered another enemy or another critter with his epic hook of fire. Hook of fire, one each. I will just be like, Jesse died. Dot, 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 <laughs> again. So, Jesse, uh, you kind of really, you hit it with a rant, but, I mean, is there anything more you want to say to it, or are you done? I'm done. I mean, this is stuff that, that I hopefully they know. I just hope they have a solution for it. Josh. I have to say, it's tough being at the end of the line of these things, because you guys take all these awesome points, and you're like, yes, agree. Yes, yes. <laughs> and now I'm here thinking, oh, gosh, i got to say something How do you think different. I feel? i got to say something unique here. Uh, I like to tweet her. Uh, <laughs> looks fun, I guess. Yeah. I, I have a Twitter account. Yeah. I, I mean, I think <laughs> what they're trying to do, and you know, this goes back to what Jesse said. The Twitter. They're that trying to keep Twitter you plugged word. into the game. And so whether that be at work or at school, they want you tweeting and on Facebook with your guild mates. They want it on the mind. They don't want your ga- their game to leave your head and it's all part of them assimilating us really we're going to end up as their drones in the end i'm a conspiracy theorist uh yeah so that's what that is that's actually really true it's a very uh, cynical awful way to look at society but they're doing good when people are skipping school to play their game <laughs> then you know they're doing a good job i'll take a tattoo i'll do it right right on the head <laughs> Scan me in. <laughs> so yes, what I want to say about it. Um, yes. So I think my favorite part about MMOs is jumping into another world that's separate from my real life. So if you make it so integrated with my Facebook or you know whatever, then I'm losing that ability to jump into this world that I can meet anybody who I don't really know. And yeah, it would be nice to bring some real life friends into that and have them meet my you know, in-game friends, but you know, I don't. I don't know if I want to commit to bringing. Quit my banging whole... your desk. <laughs> but you see what Stop I mean. Stop banging your desk. He's hammering those points home. Yes, <laughs> hammering those dead soldier beers home. That's what he's hearing. <laughs> Are um, we? I, I, is chat telling us that there is no Facebook integration? Is that is that a legit thing? <laughs> Um, if there's not, then, then okay. 
We've just yeah. wasted your time. See you next week. Social media usually consists of your real right. life people. Well, Facebook so, stinks, so that's a good thing they don't do it if they don't. Yeah, no, that that's cool. But I mean, it, it, that's a that's an innocent thing that you can easily think about because if you say social uh, media, you're thinking Twitter, Facebook, All you know, LinkedIn, uh, any number of things. I mean, so okay, Kyle, <laughs> what's up? How you doing, man? Awesome. Nice case uh, back there. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, the strings are broke. But anyways, just, you know, a little, little shout-out here. <clears throat> it's backward as ch- a champ. It is Find a mirror. Ah! <laughs> oh, what? what? What's funny is it's actually written out backwards because I thought it would be reversed. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, so that's like a double fail. Okay, hold on. Put it back up. Let's see if we can decipher it real quick. So Everybody good. in the chat room, help us out. Hi, Zoss. Mem... Please invite me to beta. <laughs> now it's upside down. Man. <laughs> okay. Bloody Mary. Okay, so <laughs> I'm reading. Media. I want beta in the middle. Social of that. media. All right. So, uh, my biggest concern with it was just uh, immersion breaking. Um, I doubt they're going to have this, but I don't want any like pop-ups or anything that you see in other um, like mobile app games or whatever that says like oh you uh, achieved this why don't you share it on facebook or twitter or something like that as long as there's none of that stuff and they're using it just as like uh, a way to bring people into the game like guild members and stuff which i know that's what they've been saying it's mainly for is just so like if no one is in game um you can kind of let them know that something's going on in game so they can jump in there and help you out as long as it's something like that where someone has to like actually agree that they want to even know this information in the first place, um, then I am perfectly fine with it. I think it's a it's a great idea. They just right. need to have a button that says "turn it off." Yes, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm sure, sure their survey. I they, said that. The survey that I they said have that? <laughs> that'll probably do a lot of that. Yeah. All right, so let's get a couple of questions from uh, the community real quick. If I can read what this guy's saying, that's. Uh, Good job, whoever Dude. you are. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all these people are asking us stuff like as if we're playing the game. <laughs> Can we answer like, as what, if we're playing the is, game? What is behind the third rock? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> the sun. <laughs> Sand. <laughs> wow. Wow. Science joke. Very nice. <laughs> we want detailed information on crafting system. Okay. Come on, people. Come up with some easier questions or some questions that we can actually answer. Twerking emote. Twer- yeah, is there an emote to twerk? <laughs> yes, <laughs> there will be. Whenever I think, whenever I hear twerk, I'm thinking of the Ying Yang Twins. Is that where you got that from? Uh, I got it because I cannot talk to save my life, and yes. that was going to be like, yes, yes, he's good. <laughs> and he's speaking that. the English well. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, now go counterclockwise since Kyle, we just ended with you. We're gonna start with you. So. The last question for the roundtable, and then we'll uh, go to, I guess, chatting with the uh, the people in the chat room. Uh, what is it that ESO, Elder Scrolls Online, has to accomplish, what is, or Zenimax, I guess, through their tool, ESO, what is it that they have to do in order to have a successful release? Ugh. Completely loaded question. It's not yeah, fair. Right? Click, yeah, click, well, boom. It, it's a one is to, uh, and this is like never happened ever in a release of an MMO is to make sure it actually like works uh, at launch because you know there's always those hiccups where half the people can't even log into the game and there's connection issues. Diablo three. <coughs> um, so 
yeah, you just first of all, it needs to, to needs to work. And I know that's it's it's really hard to make sure it does work because you're opening it up oh, to. Okay, so it needs to work. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what is it? What what do they need to do to to have a successful release? Dude, you can't ask me that question. I'm not a game dev. <laughs> Um, okay, Josh. I mean, what they, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do they need to do to have a successful release? Um, well, speaking, we have to look at it both ways. You know, you have to look at it from the MMO guy's perspective, and then you have to look at it from the Elder Scrolls guy's perspective. For the Elder Scrolls guys, you have to have a game that, if completely unplugged from the internet, it could stand on its own. You know, it has enough there to where you get the Elder Scrolls experience, you get to run in any random direction, and this world feels full. You know, it's not using its online players as kind of a crutch. And then, obviously, well, you could have a problem there, because, you know, Swator did that. They, I don't know about you guys, but Swator leveling was some of the funnest leveling I've ever done. It definitely had that Bioware-style leveling. And although I've played 12-plus MMOs throughout my gaming career... Um, you know, Swator is the only other MMO besides WoW where I actually reached a level cap. It actually captivated me long enough to do that. But beyond that, you know, you can't compromise. Zenimax has to have that end game still. And I think they're going to come up on kind of an identity crisis, you know, because they don't know, you know, which way they should be focusing on more. We hear them flip-flopping. Oh, it's an Elder Scrolls game that's online. Oh, but wait, it's also an MMO. You guys got to keep that in mind. It's. I don't envy their task. My hat's off the, off to them for trying to do it. Um, you know, my favorite single player experience of all time, mixed with my. I think I spent the most hours ever in World of Warcraft. Will make for a sick combination if it actually works. But oil and water, right? Oil and water. Jesse, what do what does Zenimax have to do to have a successful release? I want what? to jump on that that last bit. Yeah. Go go ahead, man. <laughs> oh, oh! I thought, I thought you said wait. I thought you said wait. I was like, I was okay. Going, what? Yes, this is Planet Earth, Jesse. Are you there? Planet Earth to Jesse. Are you there? <laughs> I thought he said wait. I thought he said wait. Okay. Anyway, um, I want to jump on what Josh said really quickly, mostly because I think that the story is key. I would say the most important thing is that first ten levels. When they make the, the first 10 levels of this game need to be what pulls you in. If they don't, you've already lost a lot of people right then on launch day. Because if they're, especially if they're paying for it, if it's pay to play and the first 10 levels suck, they're gone. So that's definitely something to consider. But what I would also say is that when it comes to story, make the aspect of doing the quests, the engaging thing, not the starter for the quest. In Star Wars, the thing you did where you were going through the store and you were talking to people and you were choosing stuff and you were playing KOTOR, basically, that's what was awesome. The questing was like WoW 2.0, where you ran around, killed six guys, then went back to what you were doing. If you make the yeah. questing more exciting, that's what will keep people playing. You can still have dialogue where someone just sits there and talks and there's a scroll. Because mostly, this is something I've learned playing WoW for a bajillion years, a lot of people skip that or don't read it. Or don't care. They find the objective, and that's what they go do. Story does not... A lot of people that I played with when I played the new Star Wars game were like, I didn't even care about the story. I was there for the MMO. So you're going to get a lot of those people as well. So you need to have the actual experience of doing the quest the enjoyable part. 
Because not a lot of people are like us where we like the story. Most people don't give a damn. And they just do the quest. <laughs> it's true. Very it's depressing. True. Really depressing. But true. Totally true. I'll take I'll take you on on one little thing you said though, Jesse. Um I uh I agree that the first ten levels are definitely important for, for getting people roped in, but I remember this game called Age of Conan, mm-hmm. and it had this first area called Tortage, and it was awesome. It was very cool. It roped me in, I'll admit. And I even got to max level in Age of Conan, but that game failed hard, and not even a great first 20 levels saved it. So I think that it's the wrong end of the level spectrum that, that I mean, is, is the most well, important thing. Well, I mean, I would agree. I think it, I think we were talking about, like, on launch what they needed to do. But I would totally agree. Yeah. I don't judge an MMO at all until I get to endgame. When I played Star Wars and Rift yeah. and Terra and all those games, while I was playing it or making videos, people would be like, what do you think of the game? What's the game like? And I was like, I cannot tell you because I'm level 30 and I want to hit max. Only when you hit max level do you know if an online game is any good because that's when they're really tested. Because if there ain't nothing to do, then you've made a crap game. I mean, that's just yeah. fact. Amen, brother. <laughs> Joe. I think you guys missed, or, or not missed, but skirted around the, the overall point here. Someone in the chat room by the name of uh, Graham, Gray Grim Cat nailed it. He said, under promise, over deliver. That's, oh. that's a great answer, so, yeah. So, so that's very true, but, but be, besides that, I mean, is there anything you have to add to that, or, or is that mm. it? If yeah, that's it, uh, that's fine. That's cool. <laughs> Do you know what, actually, this is the weirdest thing in the world, but call me pickier here, but there's a couple of MMOs that got killed for me because they didn't have a looking for group system. Mm-hmm. So until as I played that Tor, is. I've never even heard of a looking for group feature. Uh, you know, that must have been a WoW thing because I never played yeah, it's WoW. Recent. I mean, so, okay, that's cool. You have a whole it's- website technically dedicated to looking for a group there, Mark. You go on, Umbra, come to me. You know, you send out the bat signal and they all come, so. That, yeah. Can... <laughs> I have my own group. <laughs> have group will travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew, what does what is, what is, uh, Zenimax need to do to have a successful launch for ESO? Uh, I think, well, are we talking about, like, day one launch? Are we talking about launch day? Are we talking about what do they have to have at launch to yeah, be successful? So let's just say probably, you know, we'll bound it within the first week because, you know, it takes that first week for everyone to kind of get to it. Um, and, and you know, can you log in? Can, can you get a group? Is, are the servers stable? You know, all the things that will be the things that people remember as a successful launch. Because what I don't want to do is I don't want to say, well, what's going to make this game successful because that's a bull- question that's got so many variables you'll never say it, you'll never be able to answer it and I'm sorry Joe I just hosed you with that the BS word but anyway time is 8.26pm Eastern <laughs> oh no I'm going to time stamp it from my recording here <laughs> I got you at 1.45 got it <laughs> so, so back to the question what, what do you think is going to say this was a successful launch maybe that would have been a better way to ask the question oh, I mean as for what makes a successful MMO launch, that's just a bunch of fairly boring technical details that are critically important. Um, well, let's just dis- let's pull that thread and watch you just tell me real quick. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously stability, connectivity, can you get in the game, can you meet your friends? I mean, all of the things that... There's a lot of pitfalls that can completely ruin an MMO launch. You know, can you get onto the server with your friends? Can you? I mean, and they're they're handling a lot of that stuff with the mega server. And I mean, as long as they get their technical fundamentals right, I think they'll be okay for launch. 
So. Uh, I think in as far as like first twenty levels of the game goes, um, I think the storyline is important to get people interested. But I also think that you know they're going to let you check out Cyrodiil from level ten onwards. I think they want to make sure that first PvP experience is completely awesome and epic. And maybe you die, maybe you win, uh, but you want to go back. Like you, you know, you you get to Cyrodiil, you fight the other two alliances and I think that that's what's sticky for ESO at Endgame. That's what's that's what's the thing that keeps people playing it is their AVA and if they get people exposed to that from you know from level 10 uh, that first experience make them realize how awesome and how massive in scale the uh, the PvP is in this game. Alright, uh, Ivarwin. Uh, well, let's, let's go back to who they they're developing the game for there's there's two different groups here there's the single player elder scrolls fan and there's the uh, mmo fam um i think what they need to do in order to make a successful game is to appeal to obviously both communities and how do you do that i think the secret is for the single player elder scrolls fans i think leveling the leveling game is what's going to sell them if it feels like a single player Elder Scrolls game and by that I mean story's good uh, but exploration is key and the feeling of I can run in any direction and discover something and it's going to be interesting and fun and unique and exciting and with a great reward at the end I think is key for their leveling game. That's what's going to get your single player Elder Scrolls fans the hardest part is to grab up the MMO fans. And how do you do that? By having a ton of endgame content, such as large group PvE and PvP content. That is what's going to sustain this game well past level 50, level 50 plus, and level 50 plus plus. That's for the MMO fans. What's going to put them together is, at, again, at endgame, having that large-scale PvE and PvP content for the MMO fans, but additionally, having great quests for those single-player guys out there and constantly putting in new features, new explorable areas, have a ton of explorable areas inside the game. And I also think that um, adding character customization into the game post-launch is extremely important as well. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think the thing that, you know, I guess from a personal standpoint that's going to make this uh, launch successful is clearly they got to have the stable servers, they've got to have the stable login, they've got to have something where you're... I think from, you know, being a data center architect myself, I understand the, the importance and the reason why you have queuing, so I'm totally down with queuing, but they've got to have some kind of mechanism so that you don't feel like you're just stuck Right, they've got to have some kind of user feedback loop so that you see, okay, I'm moving forward. I'm not just stuck here in this queue forever. Right. Um, one thing that concerns me that I think that they definitely need to hammer out in in beta um, is the whole mega server thing because they're trying to do essentially. They're tr- from what I see from a technology standpoint, it makes complete sense, but it hasn't been done by anybody other than like CCP with Tranquility, right? That I know of. You know, in terms of having like one single server for the whole thing, you know, no sharding, one thing. So, but but then what they're going to do though is 
Given that one singular shard with Tranquility, the CCP server for EVE and Dust514, everybody's in the exact same zone, everybody's in the exact same security zone, everyone's playing the exact same rules, you see? So I'm, I'm kind of wondering how they're going to have one mega server that's going to be able to phase you and have PvP content, have RP content, have, I guess, regular PvE content. So that just has to be completely fleshed out and completely, you know, you know, something that they can snap and pop. I'm assuming that they've got it there, but that's just, I think, the only thing that, from a technical standpoint, that would, you know, make this thing faceplant uh, is, is really that. Because I got to be honest, I mean, I'm trying to set up a PvP server or tell all the people in the guild, you know, we're going to do PvP, we want to play, you know, obviously when we get to Cyrodiil. And then I'm stuck, you know, in an RP server. And I don't have anything against RP, but I don't want to do that. So I don't want to be stuck having to... Yes, my lord, in the day, in this day, you know, we will be doing this, you know. <laughs> just so I can figure out where the hell to go so I can get with the rest of my guild, you know. Some people dig that. So that's just, you know, the thing I think needs to be hammered out. But that right there is the last of our roundtable questions. Um, so at this point in time, I think we'll go around the horn, let everybody uh, promote their individual sites, the things that we're doing. Uh, we're going to try to do this kind of cast once a month, so not very often, um, because we don't want to cannibalize individual content that each individual site would use for their individual weekly or biweekly um, show. But what we are hoping to do, you know, at a, on a month and maybe, you know, maybe a little bit longer time frame is talk about critical events uh, as we get closer to launch, um, but also things that we're seeing and we're hearing fans kind of talk about, like things that are concerning them. I think the big one to talk about um, probably next month sometime, um, right before, well, before or after E3, depending on uh, when we go there, Um is the whole in-game raid, no raid thing, because that seems to have a lot of people shook up. Um, so we didn't want to cover it here, but we definitely want to cover it there. Um, real quick, who here is going to E3? I know I'm going. Any, Jesse, you're going? Okay, so I'll see you. Uh, Brian, you're there. Uh, okay. We might get Andrew. So so there's... Okay. Press Gaming Network will be there. We'll wait okay, have our so, writers. So. They won't get podcast, podcasters passes because we're not press. Oh. All right, <laughs> We will we will we will discuss things and we will try to make sure we have a, a presence and try to maybe do some kind of very short cast while we're at E three. Um, but real quick, uh, let's start with uh, Kyle. We'll go counter counterclockwise. Go ahead and uh, plug away, sir. <laughs> Advertise like shameless whores. Yes. <laughs> oh man, that's the technical term. Can I hear you? We Weird. cannot hear you. The curse of the mute. All right, we'll go to Josh. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure. No. laughs> it's on it's sucked on. into the void josh um yeah the best place to reach us i guess would be at our website shoddycast.com also on our youtube page uh that's youtube slash shoddy cast um for the elder scrolls online enthusiast the best days to tune into the shoddy cast would be on fridays for eso weekly and then every other saturday for installments of the lore series, um, The Elder Scrolls. So if you're looking to get into this game and maybe don't know everything about the lore, I would definitely recommend checking that out. So you know what you're fighting for, you know? you gotta got to have some context. Right. And uh, we're, at, we're on Twitter, that's at ShoddyCast, uh, and we're also on Facebook. Again, ShoddyCast. 
Brian, how can they get a hold of you or get more information about GameSkinny or actually maybe support GameSkinny by blogging and posting their own stuff? Yes, I'm, I'm assuming that most of the people in the chat have something good to say about this whole podcast. Uh, you can come on GameSkinny at any point in time and write an article, and we will get you out there and your voice will be heard. Um, so, so briefly, what is GameSkinny so that we don't know? Talk to us like we're three. What is GameSkinny? <laughs> It is a collaborative journalism site, uh, which means that anybody can go and post. Uh, that's It's a barrier that people will have trying to get their voice out there on the internet. Um, so you can come here and we will take care of that for you. You just put out your voice and we will share it out for you. Cool. Nice. Uh, whoop, Josh. Joe, plug the uh, Quest Gaming Network for us, please. Yeah. Find us on iTunes. Just search for Elder Scrolls Off the Record or Minecraft Off the Record for our shows. <laughs> QuestGamingNetwork.com is our main portal site. Our main site for Elder Scrolls is ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. It's all of our up-to-the-minute news, our, our articles, even our show is based off of there. And our Twitter is Elder Scrolls OTR. Very cool. Andrew, a.k.a. Atropos. Yeah, check us out. The uh, site is tamrealfoundry.com. We've got articles uh, that focus on all the news, all the developments. Uh, We've got forums, very active, remarkably well-behaved, really high-quality discussion. If you are interested in following the game, it's a great place to... uh, you know, to to talk about these issues with other fans that are also really interested in this stuff. So, um... I'd encourage encourage anyone who hasn't checked the site out yet to drop by and and uh, if you've got something to say, please participate. We'd love to hear it. Tamrealfoundry.com. Very cool, Jesse, Mister Expert. YouTube.com/slash Jesse Cox. Place to go to get fun and things. If you want misbehaving, that is where you would go. Uh, and everyone, everyone who is here today, you guys are the best. And I think everyone. If, if you heard us being like, it needs to be this way, and I don't envy them, and their game's going to be poop. It's not because we dislike Elder Scrolls. I think everyone here is so excited for it. We are like, how can we help you make this the game we play for the next seven years? Like, that kind of thing. So, I'm, here, here. I'm excited for this. Amen. And I hope it here, is here. as good as, as, as I hope. I hope it's as good as I hope. That's how I'm ending it. <laughs> Screw it, I'm done. <laughs> Well, very cool. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, you know, again, I'm Mark Taylor, aka Lord Hammer from GuildArbor.com. Yes, we we are recruiting <laughs> for Elder Scrolls. No cream puffs. No cream puffs allowed. Um, but you know, we're, like I said, we're going to try to do this uh, fairly regularly. Um, not not as regular as the you know the general uh, sources that these guys have. Because again, we don't want to cannibalize their content. We just want to try to maximize it, and we also want to try to show the fans that you know we are working together we're trying to hope that the community is a good and positive one i i hate going to some forums and just seeing how people are just asshats uh, hopefully we can have a good positive community that enjoys uh playing together so um what we're going to do is we're going to uh, hit here and hit our outro um and then afterwards uh some folks if you want uh will hang out in the chat uh and uh we can just answer questions uh, as you want um, members uh, from the show if you guys want to take off you're, you're more than welcome all I ask you to do is just uh, close or turn off your camera that way it won't screw me 
Hey, Mark, real quick, can we all just thank Mark for like putting this all together to begin with? Thank you very much, sir. You're very welcome. Thanks a lot, Mark. Master of Network.